happy day when Jesus was, when my Jesus was, he was mostly in the way, a happy day. Hello family, welcome to Bible Readings through We Are Family Prayer Line. To God be the glory for this opportunity for us to gather to hear his word. And we're going to be blessed with Psalm 138. And then you know that I like to share with you information on the richness of the book of Psalms. And the Psalm that we will hear, 138, is found in book five because the book of Psalms is divided into different divisions. And book five focuses on Psalm 107 through 144. And in this book of the Psalms, we find that they are Psalms written mainly by David or they are anonymous. And what I really want to share with you is that the Psalms in this division references Yahweh, which means the Lord. And that's the predominant divine name. And we will be hearing from Harriet Lee, our sister in Christ. Hi, Harriet. Hello. It's so good to be here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really feel good about what God is doing in our lives individually and collectively. And I'm looking so forward to hearing from God in his, in his Psalms as well. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, you are very welcome. You are always a blessing. Would you like to pray? Yes, I will. Uh, Father God, we do thank you for this wonderful day that you woke us up with use and activities of our land, for how you guided us all day long and how you're forever and always with us, just like you promised. We thank you for how you're just doing all the wonderful things in our lives and collectively and individually. And we thank you for the direction that you're leading us, and we look forward to sharing with us in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm reading Psalms 138, the Amplified Bible. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I sing praises to you before the pagan gods. I will bow down in worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word together with your name. And on the day I called, you answered me, and you made me bold and confident with renewed strength in my life. All the kings of the land will give thanks and praise you, O Lord, when they have heard of the promises of your mouth, which was fulfilled. Yes, they will sing of the ways of the Lord, joyfully celebrating his wonderful acts. For great is the glory and majesty of the Lord. Though the Lord is exalted, he reward the lowly and invite them into his fellowship. But the proud and haughty, he knows from a distance. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish that which concerneth me. Your unwavering loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your own hand. Now, there are a few of these verses that really stand out for me 
So I want to start with verse 1. I'll read that one again briefly. It says, I will give thanks with all my heart. I will sing praise. I will sing praises to you before the pagan gods. And when I read about that, I thought about, you know, regardless of what's going on in my life, in your life, in our lives, we have to praise God. And when we do that, in the midst of what's going on, regardless of what's going on in the world or around us, regardless of whether we're around people that know God or don't know God and don't want to know him, we have to praise God. And when we do that, it does something for us. And not only that, it does something for the Lord because we're showing the light of the Lord. We're showing that he is, he's our all in all. So I will give thanks with my whole heart. You know, there's another verse in the Bible that says whole heart. But I will give thanks with all of my heart, all right? And I love that verse. And then in verse 2, it says, I will bow down and worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth, right? And I thought about that as well. You know, we think about a temple, you know, the Lord, when we think about a temple, sometimes we think about the church, right? But what happens in a temple is God dwells with his people in the temple. So we're, it's a relationship that we have with God. It's just so, it's more than just an in and out situation. The temple of God is, and we worship, and we get a chance to know him in a real intimate way. So the temple of God is it's a place where we can reverence God, where we go into prayer and we get into his word, and we allow his presence to be in us. It is a bowing down. It's like, God, you have the right of way. I honor you. I praise you. I worship you. And that's what I was thinking about when I read verse 2. And then I also read something that really caught my attention, and it basically you know, in Bible days, it's, it was common for the rulers, for people that were in authority to make rules, but they also broke the rules that they make. And I'm thinking about today, we have a lot of people that are in high places that's making rules and regulations for us to follow, and they're not following it themselves. They don't believe in what they do. But we have a God that's not like man, right? When God says something, he does what he says. He honors his word. His word is his authority. And so we can rely on God's word. That's why, again, God is not like man. He keeps his promises. So that's what I thought about uh, in verse 2, you know, where it says, I will bow down and worship towards his holy temple and give thanks and honor to his name. Yeah, that was verse 2 where I was saying that, where it says I will bow down. And God honors his word. That's the part that I want to make here. God keeps his promises. And then in verse 3, it says, on the day I called, you answered me. You, on the day I called, you answered me. And you made me bold and confident and re- renewed my strength, you know, so that I can go on. It doesn't say that specifically, but that's the way I understand it. So this verse speaks to having a relationship with God, you know, and it goes back to our testimony. When we speak with God and and we have that relationship with God and we're going through something in life, that's the point I want to bring. God really answers our prayer. I remember multiple times in my life where I was going through a really difficult time, and you can probably remember times in your life as well, where you may have been going through something really difficult, and God answered, and it says here, On the day I called, you answered me. 
So that's remembering what God has done for us in the past, and it builds our confidence to know that he's going to do it again if we need it, you know. He's going to give us that strength that we need, you know, to walk through that situation. And that's what I get out of verse 3. And then I want to move on to verse 7, right? In verse 7 it reads, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemy, and your right hand will save me. And in that one, I thought about, you know, again, when you're going through those tough places in life and you're having some difficult times with people and situations, God will revive me. He will revive you. His word and his presence revive us. So when we get into that place, into that temple where we can meet God that I spoke about briefly earlier on. When we position ourselves to hear from God and we allow his spirit to speak to us, we allow him to lead us. You know, again, going back to that scripture that says, you know, thy word is a light into my path, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. When we have that type of relationship with God, he helps us, you know, through those difficult times. He breathes new life into us. You know, he feeds our soul and our spirit so that we are able to get through successfully everything that we're going through. Now, we may have to wait a little bit. You know, we may not get that answer right away, but we will get the answer. God will answer, you know. And then verse 8, that's the last one. It says, the Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. Your unwavering loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your own hand. And I thought about that one as well. You know, in verse 8, you know, it says that God will perfect whatever concerns us, right? That means that he's working all things for our good. Like it says in Romans 8 and 28, that he has perfect plans. He has perfect plans for our lives. And he will move mountains in the earth to accomplish it. God keeps his promises. And then I thought about Philippians 1 and 6 in the Amplified Bible. It says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has began a work in you will continue perfect and completed until the day of Jesus Christ, the time of his return. So we have a promise. You know, when I first read the last part of Psalms 138 and 8, that last sentence in the Amplified Bible, it says, do not abandon the work of your own hands. And then, you know, I believe that God took me to the scripture, Philippians 1 and 6, you know, and it says again, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you will continue perfect and completed into the day of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus at his return. So it goes back again. God keeps his promises. And I really love this part, this uh, this Psalms 138, because it sort of, you know, it grounds you, you know, it lets you know that we have something that cannot be shaken. You know, we have the word of God that's going to keep us, you know, and we have this relationship if we allow God to reveal himself to us in a real way. You know, this is real, you know. It goes back to faith as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
Well, you know, we have a solid foundation that we can stand on. And even though, again, we can't see it, we can't taste it sometimes, we can't feel it, but God's word is so real and his presence as as he reveals himself to us, his word is so rich. So I just wanted to share that with the family, and I hope that you all get something out of it. And I hope that that we will all learn in a real way that God is with us. He's here for us. But you know what? He's not just here for us. He's here for the world. He sent his son Jesus to die, that we all might have a chance to eternal life. So as we build up ourselves in God and we allow him to reveal himself in us and through us, we become a living testimony to those that are around us, you know. And so God, I, I don't know what else to say, but God is just good. And that's what I would like to share for today. Thank you, family. And I pass the mic.